Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond is brought to you by Spaces Philly. Check out the Spaces family of podcasts, including Both Sides, Lulu and Pop Date Night, Nerdgasm Talk, and No Gimmicks Needed on your preferred podcast platform. Spaces Philly, curating the culture. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. I am your host, your female resident hip hop head, Nina. And I have with me today my co host, Left Brain, aka Mr. Joe Franklin. Hi. <laughs> really? What? Just... And then across from me, we have a special guest, my lovely husband, Mr. Amy of the Nerd Coalition. The hip hop novice. He is proud to be a novice. I yes. know what? I'd rather he be honest and but just I say. I think after today, though, I'm going to go up to that pro status. There's the thing, though. I know. We got to hit you honest. on it in the uh, limbo. But there's one thing to be honest. There's another thing to be proud. You can be honest and not be proud. Like I said, I think after today, I would. See, once y'all anoint me, is where I can go up. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go up myself. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't listen. call yourself the greatest of all time. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, you got, I guess you got to be humble about it. I respect yeah. it. All right, so today we're going to start. Um, we want to start by saying this show in part will be a tribute to John Singleton. Um, moved the needle of the culture quite a bit, especially when we were coming up. Um, and unfortunately, he died at the top of this week after having a stroke. He was only 51, which is way too young. so young. And, um, you know, it was so many conflicting reports. Like, at first, I was just like, are y'all finna Bernie Mac this man? Like, how they was just like, he dead. And they was like, he's not dead. And he was alive for a whole, like, no another week or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then it was just like, they say he was, I think it was like they took him off life support. Yeah. Because he had, they, they had put him into a coma or something like mm-hmm. that. And they decided to take him off life support because he wasn't going to pull through, which is a shame. Oh, this sucks. So, um, I think I had read somewhere that his funeral's going to be sometime sometime soon um is it going to be to the for the public or to the private no let me check the let me check what this email said because it was like one of them blogs or something hmm. um Dude, you got to talk like you on podcast not like you talking about us okay okay let's see oh they're going to do it it was just saying that they're going to do his funeral in Crenshaw hmm. um which is Presumably, I'm guessing where he's from. Oh, of course, it's not. It's not pulling up. But what is up with Crenshaw legends passing away? I don't know, man. It's something going on. I'm gonna send prayers up to Bushwick Bill too. Yeah, Bushwick Bill you also. Yeah, he got stage, stage four, four pancreatic cancer. My man didn't been shot. Like he just been through it all. I didn't. You know, honestly, I didn't even know that. He has pan- he has he has stage four pancreatic cancer. Peebo Bryson, one of my personal faves, had a heart attack. He's in the hospital right now, 
And I know you are just going to be like, it's whatever. But Curtis Blow is in the hospital, too, because he had, um, I forgot what yeah, happened. Yeah, that kind of hit me. I'm not going to say it's whatever, Curtis Blow. I mean, I, as a human being, I want to be sure you're all right. No, I don't. I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what was wrong with him because he asked for prayers because he had been going for a surgery. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's so many people who we grew up with that are just dropping like flies and getting sick. And y'all just take care of yourselves. Go to the doctor. I know it's a stigma in our community, but you got to go to the doctor. You're right. But also, this thing that is inevitable. Oh, no. Of course, you you know, know, everybody is going to go. They're going to transition at some point. I know that. It's just why you're here. Mm -hmm. Do the best to make the best of what you got. Yeah. So, um, sending healing vibes out to all of them. And also, we're going to have um, a topic that is centered around black filmmakers today. So, to start the show off, actually, I originally was going to do a different uh, fact. But, it is May 3rd when we are recording this. And it is James Brown's birthday. So that is our quote-unquote hip-hop fact for the day. No standard. Don't you see, of all the songs you could have picked to sing, <laughs> that one, bad. like you could have... No standard. No. Don't start that. Won't be that. I just want y'all to know, if you don't know what song he's singing, full for force. whatever reason, James Brown did a song with Full Force in the all 80s. All the way. Called No Static. Always, it was. Hey, left say nothing about full force <laughs> around me. It's I'd just y'all to say it's exactly. It's the same. The way you feel about Curtis Blow is the way you feel about full force, and I think it's hilarious. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> we have to give honor to the Godfather of Soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure exactly I, I how. You thought it was going? We was going to. I got it. Give it honor to the pastor who was ahead of my life. <laughs> we are hip hop fact for the day because I almost forgot today was his birthday, and um, I've I've been chilling on social media for a minute, so mm. not me. <laughs> I've been going off on social I media. See, so I mean, I like having it so I can keep up, stint, but I can't do. I can't check it like I I I didn't. I don't check it constantly like I used to. So I logged in. I was like, "Oh shit, I almost missed that." Listen, I'm, according to people, if you know me only on social media, he, he messy. That, I'm really not. They probably do really think they really trash. think I'm trash. Some of the don't stuff care. that he be posting on social media, I'm just like, I don't care. Is he okay? Here's the thing: people gotta realize on social media, I That's think everything's life, a joke. Yeah. I, is that, how many times have I said that on social media? But it's not real life. Because I've definitely seen somebody I was friends with post this. She was like, somebody really just said, oh, I didn't know you was engaged. I ain't see your Facebook post or nothing. That's what? not life. Here's the thing. No, no. Here's the thing, though. I'm going to tell y'all, this is how deep it go with me. I will tell you, social media is for jokes only. Yeah. One status. Then I'll say some completely rude stuff on the next one, and you'll still take it serious. Mm. I just told you. Here's the thing: yeah. you can use social media as a powerful platform. I know plenty of people who really are like pound the ground activists. They use social media as a tool to promote and to and and businesses and things like that mm-hmm. to promote 
to get the word out about a cause, you can do that. However, once you get into like personal life stuff, like y'all be thinking that it really centers around it. I don't have everything on my, uh, even when I did check it regularly, I don't have everything on my social media updated down to see like, don't nobody, I don't have on there that I'm married and on, hey, when we got married and Nina. where and this. One and of, my posts, mo- one of my posts said, every female want a sugar daddy until it's time to lick Willie Lee balls. Does this you sound like I'm trying to be anybody's <laughs> activist? I'm here for the laughs. I'm not here. I'm here for the laughs and good vibes. I'm not trying to. I mean, if it does offend you, I would. Th- <laughs> Listen, I like, people take this too serious. A, they go on and I'm like, it's a double-edged sword because a lot of people do use it just to laugh, but some people take it very seriously. But you also can use it as a useful tool, and that's the problem. There's no balance there. It's either you using it because, you know, this is your personal outlet. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But then when you start taking it too serious, you're not finna run up on me in the street about something I posted on Facebook. Like, yeah. Either way, either way. I, I Let me, let's move on. Because okay. I, I, it, this will be a whole other podcast it for would, a whole other day. Yeah. Just a bonus one. So, <laughs> let me make sure my media. Ooh, it's way too high. I got so. Way too high. I'm super I, If I was thinking. I got it. I wanted to do a push the fader that was somehow related to John Singleton. Mm-hmm. Going through James Brown samples will take me all day. Okay, mm-hmm. one of the uh, most sampled songs in hip hop history uh, was done by James Brown and his band. So I was like, "Look, we I'm gonna just we gonna stick with this." So I'm gonna play this for y'all. It's gonna be a very easy one. If I gotta play, let's play, let's play. If let's I gotta play, play th- much of this, you, got, you, ain't gotta like, explain it. you gotta explain it. I'm ready. No, all right, all I'm right. Ready. He's eager. I'm ready. Eager I'm over here. Let it rest. Let it rest. <laughs> don't somebody say, please don't say, let it clear it out. All right. <laughs> oh, not that. Not and clear it out, though. Shut you didn't have to clear it out. Next <laughs> Please stop. I'm playing it now. Every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Say if you a bad bitch, put your hands up high, hands up high, hands up high. Tell them dim the lights down right now. Put me in the mood. I'm talking about dark moon perfume. Go, go. I recognize your fragrance. Hold up, you ain't never gotta say shit. And oh, I know oh you yeah. Stop because yeah, I can't think. Wait, let's play it. Jesus, that's the point of the game. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Anytime, please. Yeah, he got it for me. Look at you doing stuff without the phone. Yeah. I'm so proud. Listen, I don't give I'm a listen. damn what they think. Listen, it's fine. I'm gonna play the song. It's because it's 2019. Jan- Janet was out yes. here really trying to get dick down. From 1989 to 1997. She lucky she I was in diapers. Really she lucky I was in diapers. She was, bro. I know that shit was your name. You made it After listening to him tell the story of how they like ended still. up knowing each other, I was like, I still don't. <laughs> I was like, I still don't understand. Kind of proud of Bobby Brown for kicking her out, though. I hate you. In the R and B. So, of course, that was Kendrick Lamar, Poetic Justice, featuring Drake. 
And the original song is Anytime, Any Place by Janet Jackson. He just puts himself on every record. He's just like, can I be on all of your records? Okay, fine. So that brings us to our main part of the show. So you know what time it is. We're going to drop the needle and start the cypher. The topic today for the mm-hmm. cipher, mm-hmm. we're going to be discussing black filmmakers who cross over intimate music videos. It was vice versa, but um, my one ass choice for that, Hype Williams, only has one movie, and that's Belly. But has some good music videos. <laughs> he does. Ding ding dong. Right. Oh, um, not doing this. We're not doing this now. Flavor in your ear. Oh my god. Hype Williams did a lot. Ah. Of videos, I understand that, but you pick flavor in your ear. Flavor out of in your ear of them? is his I'm, shit, bro. No, I love flavor in your ear. I, I don't like the other Craig Mack what he did, but I'm just saying. But he out of here. <laughs> Rest in peace to Craig Mack. But I mean that remix, I mean, he, he was done. He was done. <laughs> so I'm gonna start with John Singleton since this, this topic was inspired by him. Yeah. Um, because what I did not realize is a lot of people did not know that he did the Remember the Time video. And I feel like I saw the picture of him with Michael and um, Iman and Eddie Murphy. And I was like, this looks vaguely familiar to me. Like, I've seen this before. But when you say it to other people, they're just like, really? I didn't know that. And I was just like, wow. Like, I, I never, I was like, I don't think he did any other videos. But. If you had to have one in your repertoire, yeah, remember the time is it? So, yeah. oh yeah. So I was like, well, let's do a topic surrounding that. So what we're gonna do is we just want to talk about their movies and music videos that they've done, and decide which one is your favorite. Mm-hmm. So obviously for him, remember the time. That's that's it. But for his movies. And I will run down the movies for you in case I got a and our already. listeners, okay. in case they don't know. I'm just saying right now that me and Leprin got the same movie. <laughs> in case they don't know um, his movies. So he did Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Rosewood, Woo. Um, he did not direct Woo. He was a producer for Wu. I can tell. Uh, Shaft, <laughs> Baby Boy, Too Fast, Too Furious, Time Out, which was, it looks like a short film or something like that. Mm. Um, Four Brothers, uh, Hustle and Flow, he did not produce, he did not direct any of the next four films. He produced. He produced Hustle and Flow, and I think he was the financial backer for that movie. Black Snake Moan, Illegal Tender, and the making of Illegal Tender. Mm. Abduction, trying to remember place if I can remember that movie and through a lens darkly he also did some television um apparently he directed one of the academy awards didn't know that um he also did Marion Jones 30 for 30 yes press pause yes um he did an episode of Empire an episode of American Crime Story Rebel, which I believe he was he was executive producer of um, Billions, and he is a co-creator of the show Snowfall. 
which is apparently very good. Mm. I did not know. Um, I've never watched it, but I've heard great things about it. Snowfall sounds like a lot of cocaine is involved. I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. Okay. So, um, he was he created it, but he didn't di- he didn't direct many episodes. So, I'll still obviously count that on his in his repertoire here. So. I'm going to start with Mr. Annie. What's your favorite movie? Kyle Learn. No, that's a fact. I was going there, too. Kyle Learn. I love Boys in the Hood. Don't we love all? Love Boys in the Hood. Cool classic. Mm-hmm. 100 greatest movies of all time. I love you, but Deja. Kyle Learn, man. Kyle <laughs> Learn did something to me. Kyle Learn to put Tyler Banks on the mat. Kyle yep. Learn to, you know, say, help Omar Epson on the mat. And put Michael Rapport on the mat. Definitely mm. did. Okay. So you so high learning is really yeah. well. And actually in my personal opinion I kinda still want to punch Michael Rappaport though, but I get it. Bruh. I get why. Also, I don't think people give a lot of credit. Higher learning acting jobs Ice Cube ever did. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I'm trying to talk about boys in the hood because that, that's just being urban you for being urban you. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about actually, you know, being being in a serious kind of character. But I will I'm gonna go left. Baby boy. No. Hell no. <laughs> we finna talk about Baby Boy though. We we're going. I mean, we're definitely gonna give him bars. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm um, so I'm gonna go left and say, I hate <laughs> Rosewood. Okay, uh, I can see it. Rosewood. I saw Rosewood when I was really young and should not have, but I was captivated. And look, going back and looking at it now, like as an adult, I was. A very well done movie. And I feel like because of the content, um, it doesn't get as much credit as the rest of his movies. It's not as relatable as, say, a Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood is my... I can't even say my runner-up. Because I'll, I'll also give it to Boys in the Hood simply because not even just the movie itself. There are a lot of messages that you could pull from Boys in the Hood that are still relevant today in 2019. Mm. But it also... It, it basically created a whole, like, genre of movies and launched so many things. Like, Ice Cube, think about it. If he hadn't given Ice Cube the shot in Boys in the Hood, we might not have gotten a Friday. Or we might not have Cube Vision. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Or Barbershop. Um, you take care of the mall. Yeah, I got you. You what happened? You take care of the mall. Yeah, I know. I got you. Um, you you had Morris Chestnut in there. You had Lawrence Fishburne, Angela Bass. It was and then and then he at the time was the youngest director and the first African American nominated for best director at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So I, I it was just it really it actually shifted the culture. Like, uh, if you go back and listen to our second episode, we have an um, uh, episode called Rockabye Grandpa, where we talk about... Uh, Hilarious. <laughs> I listened to it the other day and was like, man, we was wilding. Um, listen, we're good. <laughs> we're good at this. Where we talk about hip-hop and R&B soundtracks in the 90s. And we touched on John Singleton because at, the, at that point, we had been talking about it for a while by the time we got down to him. But he really, truly, I think, move the culture stuff like watching Rosewood made me want to go and look up what happened in Rosewood like what like I, I was 
it was it was intriguing mm-hmm. the content of it. So I'm gonna go with that one. I don't. I really don't think it gets enough um, enough love. So uh, y'all want to move on to another one, or y'all want to, or y'all got some more jokes you want to fire off about Baby Boy? Because I surely wouldn't mind. But, uh, so me, you agree with it, of higher learning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, John Singleton is one of the directors that I don't think he gets enough credit for telling, being a great storyteller. Yeah. Because I hate everybody who knows me, which both of y'all know me very well. I hate movies of people just being urban youth for the sake of being urban youth. Mm. I hate You can say nigga on the show if you like, but. Okay. I hate nigga movies (laughs) on the sake of people just being niggas. I understand. That's why I love Boys in the Hood so much to the point where it actually captivated me and telling a, a story about, you know, about things going on in the hood with actual cinematography, with actual directing, with actual storytelling, something like that. John Singleton brought all that stuff to his movies. Of course. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's, he, in, my, in one of my opinions, kind of actually kicked off that 90s hood drama. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He yeah. created like a whole genre and people, of movies. Before 91, what was really a... Which is when Boys in the Hood came out. Yeah. Did I can't think of any movies that were in that yeah. lane. And then when Miss Society came out, I was no, like, oh, this is just wrong. See, you just hate Miss Society. I, I hate it, but it... I mean, you can hate it, but it, it is part, an integral part uh, of... No, I like I like Miss Society. I felt like that was a really good story. Uh-huh. I, I, I felt I, like I, it was a really good story. I think... I think... What turns you off about Miss Society? The I beginning. Like, I don't like the beginning. I don't like... I don't like the character... Oh, Lorenz Taylor. Is, 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 is it, uh, what's his name in that one? I'm getting him from Old Dog. Because yeah. Old Dog, he's Old Dog in one of them. And what's the other one? I can't. So let me ask you this. Do you think Menace to Society was greatly exaggerated? Is that why? Do you think it was too, like, there was a point, but the the message, do you, do you feel like it was exaggerated and the message got lost in uh, what we what we call a nigger tree? Yeah, it's Old Dog. From, huh? Yeah, it was Old Dog. Old Dog, okay, yeah. Can I just say, just for a second, it's a random break. Mm. Him and, uh, who is his name, Taryn Turner? Taryn Turner, yeah. I want to know what they're doing. Because they look exactly the same as they did in Menace Society right now, in the year of our Lord 2019. I think, man, I I think, I think Mango know. and Coconut Oil. It's got to mm. be. Bro, like, look at these screenshots. My man, they mm. still look good like skin. this right now. Educated brothers with good skin. That's what they look like. Bro, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just... I would have to agree with you that sometimes I think the movie... It, there are parallels in there that is trying to illustrate a, a solid story. Mm-hmm. And I do think it gets lost with all the nigga tones that they put up in there. Okay, yeah, I got you. There's a lot of senselessness stuff in there mm-hmm. that, I, that I'm just not, I'm, I'm not personally fond with. And I just, I like the way Boys in the Hood was just formatted. Yeah, I you get know, you. Because, you know, it, it showed it from, you know, all sides. Which man society, I'll give credit that it, it tried to show it from that scene because it's almost, it almost felt, felt like to me like it was a copy and paste. But it was like, to me, it felt like Miss Society was saying, we're going to do Boys in the Hood hard. Because we felt as though Boys in the Hood wasn't hard enough. Mm. I'm a, I got you, but I'm a, I'm not pushing back, but this mm. is this is what I seen. When I see Minister Society and I look at Kane, mm. I don't see Trey. Okay. Trey, to me, was a guy who had friends that was involved in a life, and he was trying to figure out how can I remain close to them but not in that life? 
When I look at Kane, Kane was a lost cause from jump. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at him as a baby. His father, it was a complete difference. Trey's dad was trying to keep him out of it. Kane's dad brought him up in it. Or he was brought up in it. He really had no shot from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Which is why I like Menace Society because that's a story too. A lot of kids go through that too. And don't pull out. Hmm? I think that's the the point. That was the point of society to be the other side of the spectrum because a lot of kids in the hood that's not a reality for them to have a dad around that is that is actually influential in their life i don't want to say a lot of kids but it's not an uncommon story i agree i I agree for the kids to be even if you do have a dad your dad might be about that life and expect you to be about that life too or you just don't have one so you out here and it does so it shows the other side it's like, imagine if instead of telling boys from the hood, boys, yeah, from, I'm sorry, y'all, <laughs> okay. instead of um, telling it from, like, a Trey's perspective, who is a kid, who is a, just a normal kid, mm. and trying to keep his nose clean, you telling it from the homie's perspective, or uh, the nigga that shot Ricky's perspective. Like, it's, it's like... No, but that's exactly what it is. And and that's why I said I don't think it was exaggerated. Mm-hmm. I just think it was a, a, a difference. We got so much of this perspective that we got no tray. Mm-hmm. We just got a guy who didn't figure out that life was worth living until it was too late. Yeah. That's the spectrum I got from it. And that's why I loved it. You know what? To that point, if you break it down like that, mm-hmm. maybe I could give it another chance hmm. I mean but, you don't but, have to like it no no, no. no I, I got but even still because I thought they did that because don't worry had no dad no but he had a mom he didn't have a mom Kane ain't had no parents Kane yeah. was raised by his grandparents and let's mm-hmm. be honest in the hood granny a and grandpa a yeah. kids that's raised by their grandparents just be out here because your grandma back, back in the day when yeah. this was made grandma was not 37 and she wasn't coming out there looking for your ass right mm-hmm. no and then you gotta figure Old dog, uh, no, uh, not old dog. Um, what's Kane. cute? No, 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 no. no. Uh, and boys in the hood. What's his name? Ice cream name. Doughboy. Doughboy, Doughboy, yeah. Doughboy had good influences around him. If you want to be honest, he had homies. He had Trey. He had yeah. a few other homies that was like, uh. And Lawrence Fishburne was be. willing to exactly school. was willing to teach everybody. Well, so, so everybody, but he didn't want to. He didn't want to take that. Right. Well, that's it, and that's but that's fine. That's real. Right. But you still have somebody. You still has somebody. If you look yeah. at Kane, who did Kane have around him besides the grandfather that said, "Do you care if you live or die?" Mm-hmm. And his answer was, I don't know. You know how screwed up you got to be to say, I don't know? That's wild, bro. Because yeah. when you, I mean, I know plenty of people who live in a hood who really don't, who will tell, at least tell you they don't fear death. Yeah. Because it's, they expect it to be part of, a part of life. Yeah. So that's wild. When you know one side of the spectrum, you pro- they probably thinking, well, it can't be no worse than this. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at it from Kane's perspective, because this is a dude that's all, before he got killed, you got to figure, before he got killed, his cousin got killed in front of him. Yeah. He's already been shot. He's been to prison. The guy that raised him on the street, raised mm-hmm. him the wrong way, is doing, I don't know, I guess he was doing life in prison because he mm-hmm. asked him to raise his son. So, I mean, when you go through that, like, what? Somebody mentioned death to you. It's like, what? Yeah. Can't be worse than this. Like, what? So, I mean, from that perspective, that's why I love the movie because it's, it, it told it from a perspective that I didn't live. Yeah. So, I got to see that. And to me, I don't think it was greatly exaggerated. I think that's why a lot of guys say, yo, this is hell. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that um, it was a... Uh, John Singleton, like he was saying, was a good storyteller. Yeah. So I just think 
that was just a better the movie was better constructed oh yeah no 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 100% I don't argue that the, the thing is see cause I would say that cause you know what as, as you're teaching me this yeah it's more so like I can agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. the, the thing what I like about Josh Singleton is you got the story perspective from Kane and all of them in, in society but they're not as memorable as Trey and Joe will that's true you know what though because it was contrast it was different stories he was yeah. able to tell two two stories in one movie and making them parallel yeah one made the right decision went to college and one made the wrong decision but I still think, but I think it was because John Singleton was a be- is a better filmmaker. Well, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing that yeah. at all. I'm just saying in my mind why it was a better movie. I'm not arguing who's the better. Yeah. No, that's not, that. But that's why. Right. Yeah. Because it's like you, if you really think about it, that was both. That was both directors' uh, directorial debut. Right. 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 So if you like, this is your first movie out the gate. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Society came out a couple years after Boys in the Hood. It was the mm-hmm. answer to. And that's fine. So that's why I was just like, I'm just like, you had this as a blueprint to go off of, and it seems like you you didn't necessarily take the baton and run and and run with it. You might have you dropped it. You picked it up, but yeah. you dropped it. So it's just some people are just better filmmakers than others. Like, it's like I won't like I said. I have my own personal bias. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking at like I said, the way you're explaining it, the way you're teaching me about men's society, I understand your point a thousand percent. But this is the thing. I don't want y'all to get confused. I'm not comparing it to. Yeah. And I don't think it can be compared. I'm going to tell you why I don't think it'd be better. When you tell a story, when you are when you have the ability, like John Singleton, to tell yeah. so many different stories or to pretty much, I don't want to say tell the whole story from every perspective, but when yeah. you can generally tell a story from one perspective and make a whole movie, yeah, that can't be compared to Telling one story from one one perspective. Yeah. So really, I think I don't think he picked up the baton. I think he just took a branch off the tree. He was just a branch on a tree. Yeah. Like you know what? Instead of, instead of telling the story from everyone's perspective, I'm going to delve into this doughboy character. Yeah. Somewhere or somebody that's like him mm-hmm. had it a little rougher than him. Yeah, I'm going to delve into that, and I'm just going ride. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think these movies to be are, are to be compared. I mean, no question to me, Boys in the Hood was better. No yeah. question. I mean, I think no. he, but I think he did use that as. Yeah. All out, like it's like when I see movies that are clearly like a carbon copy. That's like, what, yeah. like okay, if you look at the movie Girls Trip. And you look at Rough Night. Oh, that's easier. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm but saying, they're, they're clearly the same thing. You, you got somebody that took off the branch, but it's it's more of a, I'm going to do it in a way, I'm not saying he did this way, mm. but I'm saying, I'm going to do it in a way where I think you fucked up at. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell the story the hard way. Because once again, like you said, Dover had a mob, Dover had Lawrence Fishburne, Ricky got killed. It's like, yeah, that's the hood, but you don't know the hood. Right. And then when and you bring out men to society with the hood, it's like, yeah, I got your side of the story, mm-hmm. but it's more focused on being harder mm. than balancing out your story. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah so, no matter what, what, what you know, no matter what movie it is, because there are a lot of hood movies I love. New Jack City is one uh, is one movie I love. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. New Jack City had balance to it. Very mm-hmm. much so. Very, Very much, much so. so. Yeah. One of the things with Miss Society with me, it was just this after this after this after this after this. And I'm just like, there's no balance to this. I was like, it, it's the way I looked at it. I'm not trying to compare it, but the way I looked at it is 
you took Boys in the Hood mm-hmm. and you felt as though it wasn't hard enough. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it hard enough. And with and everything you took out of the don't making it soft, yeah. you you lost the balance in it. Because even if you look at at, at a movie about higher learning, which uh, focuses a lot on racial tension mm-hmm. in a college campus, you felt when Tyra Banks died at the end. Oh yeah. But you also felt Asia. when Michael Rapport was crying in the stairwell. Yeah. And you felt when Omar Epps whooped his ass in the stairwell. I'm like, honest with you, I didn't feel bad for Michael Rapport at all. No, no, not I mean, you weren't supposed to. I'm saying you weren't supposed to. I'm saying, but he got you investing on those characters because there's a balance of your story. Uh, you're right. As I'm saying. So, Matter of fact, his name's still Remy. It's, 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 still to this day. Yeah. I see his Remy. It's oh. like... I'm but I'm a, I am I want to bring it back because I just have to say, y'all. Listen, I hope this man had a smooth transition into whatever he believed in the next life, heaven, reincarnation, whatever. Mm. But I would love for him to, to answer why the fuck Tyrese's grown ass was in the womb in the beginning. <laughs> I fucking hate that shot. It bothers me. Listen. Every time I see that, I'll just be like... It, it has really? a lot of symbolism to it. I'm though. aware what it's it, supposed to be. But... I'm going to shout Snoop out for the perm. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm saying. <laughs> hate you too. I, I fucking hate... I just be like... <laughs> I know what you're trying to do here, John. I know. I just hate it. <laughs> I really hate but, it. Well, I, I, I appreciate it being Reigns as... But yeah, I agree with you on that. I See, appreciate it, Vinny. Cinematography and the storytelling. You felt more power when he just came up and grabbed the gun. He grabbed the gun. Wiped the prince away. Didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. And just took it away. And I understood everything about that scene. Exactly. That, uh, that's good storytelling. Yeah. And it's actually good acting. Yeah. Because everybody couldn't have pulled it off. I loved Ving Rames and Baby Boy. He mm. might have been my favorite character. However. Some breaks. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Yo, I just had a strawberry soda the other day too. Yes, he definitely had a strawberry soda. You want some strawberry soda? No, oh, it's just like you get on my nerves. But I wanna, I just wanna give him a final shout out and say, uh, rest in power to John Singleton. Uh, we lost a great one mm-hmm. in filmmaking, not just black filming in filmmaking. Period. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems like especially after he passed, seeing how many people share stories of how he, you know. Talk to him, gave him mm. advice. Just uh, one of the podcasts I listened to. Sorry, y'all. The Comedy Trap House. He was telling the story about how he was able to actually meet him briefly. One of the uh, guys in Dormtainment was saying how he was actually able to meet him briefly. And he talked to him, you know, like like he knew him, like mm. just any old body. And it was very nice. And I was just like, you know, it's nice to hear stories like that when somebody passes because it could easily go the other way and I've I've seen it go the other way where people be like man yeah he did so I'm gonna be respectable fuck that dude like I (laughs) you think they're gonna feel that way about Spike Lee I'm gonna no, say no. I've heard some hair stuff. I'm gonna say no. I've heard some stories about him. That's why. Oh, because yeah, people rub, Spike Lee can rub rub people the wrong way, mm-hmm. but I feel like Spike Lee is the type of person that if he really wants to get through to you, or he really respects you as a peer, he'll still. I rock with you. I got yeah. You. Um, but I'm gonna move on because we only have four directors. Uh huh. Um, that we're gonna do today so we're gonna move on to the next person 
who I actually was very surprised, like, because I had never really looked into his uh, entire filmography and yeah. music video history. F. Gary Gray. I knew uh, that he did Waterfalls. Had no idea he had done so much else. So, I'm going to run down for y'all real fast. Mm. His movies. First. I already got two in my head that I love for him. <laughs> and then his, uh, and then his music videos. So, he did Friday, Set It Off, The Negotiator, The Italian Job, A Man Apart, Be Cool, Law Abiding Citizen, The Sea of Trees, which he was a producer on, not director, Straight Out of Compton, Fate of the Furious, and Men in Black. He's doing the new Men in Black reboot with, uh, yeah, with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. And then his music videos. He did quite a few that you would know. I'm, I'm gonna go down the, the, Rather popular ones. Um, it, did, it was a good day. Call me a Mac by Usher. Not a super popular one, just hilarious to me. Uh, <laughs> a fantastic Voyage by Coolio. Natural Born Killers by Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music by Outkast. He did that? Yes. I, I, didn't, I, yeah, well, I mean, their first few videos were directed by some folks. They, they uh. had one by Diddy, apparently one by Carrie Gray. <laughs> um... Keep the Heads Ringing by Dr. Dre. He did Pretty Girl by John B. Didn't know that. Um, I Believe in You and Me by Whitney Houston. Okay. I Also, same. Um, Waterfalls and Digging on You by TLC. Um, I'm skipping The Rapist. Miss Jackson by Outkast. And Show Me What You Got by Jay-Z. It's super high. By Rick Ross. I like that song. So, I... Hmm. For me, his movies is a little more difficult for me because he has quite a few here that I actually really like. Yeah, I like Law Abiding Citizen. Um, really? Law Abiding Citizen was good. I didn't think he was going to say that one. But I did I like did. Law Abiding Citizen. Loved it. Um, of course, I really like Friday. But I feel like I like Friday because it's... A hood classic. Yes. But you gotta love your hood classic. Yeah, you gotta love the hood Yeah, I gotta agree with that. But I... Liked Straight Outta Compton because I think it was, despite its flaws that I've already stated previously, a good movie. Like, it was done well, and it was what a biopic should be. Mm-hmm. Shout out to MC Run. Um, and I also, like, set it off. <laughs> I know. I can see that. No, no, no. I can see that. I can see you yeah. being a fan of Set It Off. But I, I fucking that. love Set It Off, oh, I can bro. see that. Yeah, I can see it. Set It Off has one of the only death scenes that upset the fuck out of me, but I can never not watch There's it. There's only one problem I got with Set It Off, but I love the movie Set It Off. <laughs> they problem? killed Vivica. I did not like to kill Vivica. I didn't like to kill Vivica like either. Vivica. Anything else, everything else about that movie was perfect. That shit was irritating I fuck. hate it. When they kill Vivica, I knew that Queen Latifah was going to die. I was like, she's going to die. She ain't going to nobody's jail. Mm-hmm. But uh, and Kimberly at least was a bill for this life. Kimberly at least I knew was going to do something, and I figured she was like she did. I figured she was going to die before they even mm-hmm. the movie was even over. Like I thought she was going to die on some dumb shit. Like she pick up the gun and shoot herself something crazy. But um, killing Vivica was like I kind I feel like they did that because she knew though. If they had caught her, that she was going to jail, she wasn't trying to go to jail. So she's like, if I turn around and run, they finna shoot me. I don't see, cause that's not the way they presented in the movie, though. 
and I was and I was sitting like, but I figured that the only reason why they killed Vivica is so JP can get away. Because the only reason why Jada Pinkett got away is because they killed Vivica. And he looked up at the bus and said, you know what? Damn, because I was going to probably let Vivica go. But they killed her, and I see you. I can get you. You know what? Just go. Just go. She could have very well still got away. She could have got away because they probably wouldn't have stopped that bus. They'd have been none the wiser that she was on the bus. She still would have got away. Mm. I really thought... I hated that they killed her, but I, I thought that's why she ran anyway. She was just like, you know damn well you turn your back on LAPD. Mm-hmm. They shooting you. Oh, yeah. So. Especially around that time. She did Crash that shit because she was like, I'm not going to jail. I'm not going to jail. That was the whole point of everybody. They wasn't going to jail. Cleo was like, I will die. Cleo knew she was finna die. I feel like Vivica was taking a chance, but. Yeah, that, that scene, though. She went out like a G. Of course. She said, I'm finna go out with my cigarette in my mouth to this sad-ass song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time I hear somebody say day after day now, it just instantly happens. They ain't gotta be talking about that song or movie or nothing. They be like, you know, because day after day, I be like, day after day. You just, <laughs> I just see her with a cigarette doing it. I'm not gonna lie. That's what I didn't like about Takers. I feel like Takers is like a male version of kind of, in, in a sense. Takers everything wrong. Yes, I didn't they like did. it. I, that's Takers the only was, thing. Um, I didn't like it. It was a mess. But that's that's why I, didn't, I felt like I felt like it was like a cheap set it off version. That's what I'm saying. They took but everything like, good out of set it off. Yeah, and try to put shit in there that they thought people would like. Like I don't even see parkour Chris Brown. Yep. Okay. But not even just that. Like, to me, not Yo, even just that. I feel like they up. was trying to add things to distract you from the fact that they was clearly ripping off set it off. Yeah, clearly. It's to the point where they was trying to make you feel for Michael Ely and Chris Brown like we gonna go out here, we gonna die as brothers. Yeah. Like, I cared less. No, uh, yeah, I didn't. I'm like, y'all I, not getting the same emotion when y'all kill Cleo. I didn't feel it. Yeah. I didn't feel it. That's that's organic though. That's that's in the storytelling. Just like it we is. were just talking about with John Singleton. You. That was a good point, by the way, Because you gotta, and it, and it has to also be again the actor. Queen Zifa acts her ass off, okay, all the time. So I just, I want her to get her flowers while she's still here. By the way. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Anybody else got any other movies? Look, or you just law is law by citizen yours? Listen, first of all, I'm still appreciating the way he shared the stake and then killed him with the same with the same stake that he that he shared him. First I'm still of, on it. Like I'm, law I by, love that. Law by citizen is Gerard Butler's best movie. Just what saying, Gerard Butler's best movie. I'm just saying. okay. I could I could give it to you. You want like three hundred? Three hundred is good. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Ellipsis Farm was all right. It, it, it was what it was. No, you know what messed I it up for me? What messed up 300 for me? Meet the Spartans. I'm going to tell you why it messed it up for me because it showed everything that I kind of learned. <laughs> the gay part that they was fucking each other while after, you know, yeah. on war and fucking each other. Yeah. So, like, Meet the Spartans. That was like, part of the- Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. when you see a Meet the Spartans, it's like, ah, oh, why you got to tell me this part? I'm over here appreciating these guys being warriors. Yeah. Well, because think about it. You like, they're like, it's a lot of testosterone flowing. They just out here, just, if it was a woman around, they probably would have rammed her. Oh, no, 100%. Don't no, matter. No, 100%. It just, <laughs> but no, it's cool. I, look, I don't know, man. I, but I do, I think three, 
No, it's like imagine being so amped up. But everybody got like, beards. I don't know. This, I'm not attracted to know, a bro. nigga with beards. I don't, I don't know. That shit seemed to be normal back then. <sighs> That's wild, right? That's um, too much. <laughs> Way too much. But I'm gonna be the messenger. I'm gonna be the dude to tell y'all. All right, I'm telling y'all wives, y'all not coming back. Y'all <laughs> <Never laughs> go back to that village. <laughs> I'm just saying. They may take over this village, but I'm hitting first. In the words of Ray J, I hit it first. (laughs) I'm just saying. I feel like 300 was made for a Gerard Butler. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. You're right. Uh, Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, For videos. I didn't get to say mine. I thought you told you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Uh, I love Shayna Compton. Love Love by a Citizen. I might actually like Be Cool. Okay. Because and I think that's the one with John Travolta. Yep. Yes. Okay. I do think the Italian job is underrated. I don't think it is. A lot of people okay. like that movie. Is it because Ben Affleck? It's a hundred percent because no. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. But I think it's underrated. But mm. I can't put it with my hood classic. Yeah. I just you know what. If we go on mainstream, you would have. But I'm just I'm too much for the culture. That's uh, number one. I hold the culture Friday so dear in my heart. Friday said I was good for me. Exactly. I never realized they was only a year apart. My man was on the road. Yeah. And that was the same year he did Waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was out here. He was out here. Culture. Just just getting all the money. He probably made all the money that year and was like, I don't got to do shit else. I wonder how many strippers he slept with. I'm going. <laughs> I'm just saying. I have to go. <laughs> Oh sure. I need some water. Stop. Okay. So did you? You get your pick. Yes, I did. Okay, cool. Just making sure. So I'm gonna move on to videos. Uh I read out all the videos for y'all. So let me know which one stood out for you. This is more difficult than I thought it was going to be for me. Look, I don't like the song of Fantastic Voice by Coolio. Hate that song. Uh, it's already a video. I like it. You uh, like the video or the song or both? I like the song. It's don't be low. Can speak up for the people. I like the song. There we go. Oh, I, okay. It's because it's, 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 it's I like Miss Jackson. I like Keep the Heads Ringing. That's... But I think I like the song more I like the video. That's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I think I like the song more I like the video. And uh you can't you can't you can't go against waterfalls. You can't go against TLC and waterfalls. Well that was my pick because I, I here's my thing. I like all these videos that he I directed. Like sh- I enjoy it. But Waterfalls, I loved. I watched the shit out of Waterfalls. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out a way I could call the box. To request waterfalls without my grandma finding out on the cable. <laughs> Teacher TLC. It's like. <laughs> I was like, if I just call one time, is it going? Is it going to show it individually, or is it just going to be higher? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Your ass rolled the dice, didn't you? <laughs> no, I did not. I knew it would come. Strong. You had to call it right away for like three hours. You did, years. and then yeah. it was it was charging you. What was it like eight dollars a video or something? I know it was oh that God. much, but it was so yeah. much for what? But no, it eventually came on. It was fucking waterfall. They played that drill like every five yeah, no, minutes in ninety five. Please, if I really answer this in. <laughs> it could they couldn't have because they played yeah. the same ones over and over again. Yeah. 
H O V A. Gold bottles of that ace of spades. Listen, I remember that whole verse. I'm gonna go with "Show Me What You Got" and keep your heads ringing. How about I say? I, I like the "Show Me What You Got" yeah. video. I love That's the, the one with the race cars, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Danica Patrick. I like that Shout video. Yeah. Um, and I gotta throw in "I Believe in You and Me" as an honorary there because I liked. I I don't know why it was such a simple video. No, I think it's was, the video. I think it's the song. It's though. that code. <laughs> the code. First of all, you gotta make sure you say the T because I thought you said it's that. Did code. you hold? When you say when the mean coat, why do I think about Orana Juice? <laughs> I saw you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh don't God. touch that, that coat. I, I, don't touch that coat. I love that part. This nigga here had American Express, thought he was somebody. Bruh. <laughs> the irony of it is like you only had this one hit and you cussed that girl out like you, you was cut up the only credit card. You cut, he cut up his own credit balance. <laughs> <laughs> that was her copy. Yes, no one. <laughs> That's what y'all to think. No, he didn't put a name on the account. That was smart. So you said you going with show me what you got, right? Yes, yes, yes. And you going with? I'm going with I'm going with uh, waterfalls to keep the heads ringing. Cool. I'm be honest with you. Probably the song is probably more so. <coughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah, because it wasn't really yeah. special. So I'm gonna move on to. I probably should have did F. Gary Gray last because he has such a an expansive repertoire. But let's go to Antoine, Antoine Fuqua. My man. So if you're not familiar with Antoine Fuqua, he has done the following movies, and he directed all of these. Some of them he produced as well but he's director. Um, Replacement Killers, Bait, Training Day, Tears of the Sun, King Arthur, Shooter, Brooklyn's Finest, Olympus Has Fallen. Didn't know he did that one. The Equalizer. That's why I like that one with London Has Fallen. Uh, South Paul, Magnificent Seven, Equalizer 2, and American Dream slash American Nightmare which is a TV documentary apparently. Now I'm going to go down his videos. Love's Taking Over and It's All Right by Shantae Moore. That's the shit right there. I'm about to say, I thought she was about to start singing McDonald's. I was like, yeah, come on, y'all. Listen, uh, you got to get the, the, the notes. Take it over. Oh, Jesus. All right, um, I'm going to go down some of the more known ones because we got, there's quite a few here. Um, so let's see. The Morning After, Amazing Frankie Beverly. That's my, that's my jam right there. Nobody Does It Better by Mint Condition. Um, he did a couple Shanice videos, not her bigger songs, but a mm. couple. Um, I'm In The Mood by CeCe Penniston. The most... Did you just fart on that record? Yeah, I did. <laughs> the song not... He gave it a solid and violent on that record. <laughs> <laughs> the Most Beautiful Girl in the World by Prince. I would never. Uh... You never what? I would never do that to Prince. Oh, I was I about to say. say. You definitely never fought on a Prince record. Jesus. Sending My Love by Jeanne. Um, For Your Love by Stevie Wonder. Oh, I love that song. Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. He that loves song. that song. Uh, <laughs> Bedtime by Usher Raymond. What? Random. Who the hell was he talking in? He was uh, like... In, 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 in 98? 98. Oh, he was, 98, Usher was giving everybody the bedroom eyes. So, we're not shocked. Was no he wearing media? He used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Mirror by Lil Wayne and Citizen Soldier by Three Doors Down. Random. Mm. That 
uh, I mean, if you don't, y'all know who Three Doors Down is? I do not. Okay, so their most popular song, if I'm not mistaken, is... That sounds like rejection. Three Doors Down. <laughs> You're an ass. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like side, Beyonce side beat to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Kryptonite, that's what it was. That was their most popular, that's what I thought. Their most popular song was Kryptonite. If I go crazy, then will you still call me soup? Y'all don't know that song? I do know that song you're singing okay. in there. Okay. You need a little more heart, buddy. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I, I wasn't going just... I'm sorry. Anyway, so uh, that is his repertoire. My nigga. So, let's start with... For him, I'm going to flip it. Let's start with videos first. Okay, I was going to say, because you better not say bait. Nobody ought to better not say bait. <laughs> I'm sorry. B was out there great to me. Bruh, I mean, Held up. It was funny. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, videos. Anybody want to go first? Well, me and that brand already said, shout out to you, boy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Seriously? That's, that's y'all pick for real? No, okay. Yes. Honestly, no. okay it, that, for that, him, apparently. Do you know what it was? The video, it was like. It was because she was cute. That, 100%. She was cute and she was singing Love's Taking Over. Like, I don't feel like I need a bunch of fireworks. If you got mm. a cute woman in there singing Love's Taking Over, you already got me sucked in. Maya could invested. Do Maya could do that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you know what? No, no, no. Maya couldn't do it. You know why she couldn't do it? First of all, she ain't had that body back in the day in her prime. She ain't had that body. She right. She Still trying naked. to figure out how she ended up with Kadeem Hardison, though. Who? Maya? See, no, Shantae Moore. Shantae Moore? Oh, oh, oh yeah. See, but then, then she went to K-Ladder Mark the word. Didn't stay with him neither, no, no. and then dragged him at that. At that, that was Listen, that man. was grimy, but still, he was wrong. He wasn't wrong though. That was, I watched his cheat. unsung. Cause this is before black men don't cheat. So he did he cheat? Cause he might have no, cheated. No, I don't think he cheated. They started growing apart, but uh, then she went on that reality show, and reality shows are like death for marriage. One hundred percent. And. I don't know if it was to, for ratings or whatever, but she went on there and made it seem like um, somebody was like, well, uh, not somebody. Wendy Messy-Ass Williams was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been rumors in the street that your ex-husband's gay, blah, blah, blah. Instead of her just being like, no, that's not true. She's just like, oh, well, you need to go ask him, blah, 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 blah. And saying that he served her papers for divorce while she was on the show, mm. it was like a whole thing. Like, mm. and Shantae Moore got rid of Kate Moore because he was he was soft. <laughs> that, no, seriously, that's what it was. She looked at him as soft. I'm surprised because R&B niggas back then was tough. Is no, it? not Kate Moore. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying him specifically. Yeah. I'm just talking about back in the day. R&B dudes was tough. So, I'm, I'm saying yeah, Jodeci was tough. Keep sweat from Harlem. But listen, boy, boy, if you want somebody to slap you across the face with a crack rock, then you go see KC. <laughs> I'd rather have me a Kenny Blackmore any day. You have to explode right on your head, bro. Listen, I'm just saying, <laughs> Christopher like Williams? Christopher Williams? Christopher Williams was not hard. Listen, listen, I'm telling you, that boy, Bruh, that boy smacked the back of your face. But he stabbed that Negro in the hand. Who just, harder, Christopher Williams or Sugar Fruit? Do you know what? Nail finger nail. Listen, first of all, Sugar Fruit was a whole pimp. You know, good time he wasn't real like that. He was a whole ass pimp. Whole in real life. Christopher Williams was his leather jacket. I'm trying to tell you, Sugar all hard, quote unquote, credibility after he had a baby with Stacey Dash. So I'm. Uh, did y'all not know that? Did not. Mm. 
There you, you go. You know what, though? Yeah, you right. Dash game. He um, probably thought she had more money than she had. It don't matter. Even if they... Because at the time, they probably were of the same status, for real, for real. Think about it. When they got together in the early 90s, she uh, was yeah, hot yeah. because she was on Clueless. Clueless. Yeah, he, and yeah. he had his three songs he was riding mm-hmm. in that same... Like, that that couple years where he I'm was real was hot. So and he was... A, it's my mama's ringtone. Like, on my phone. Yeah. When she calls me. Dreaming place. That's her I'm shit. And she was in New Jack City. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know. But, um... I don't know. Who am I go? What am I gonna go with? Now, I, I like the song after the morning after, but Major Frank Beverly never never had a good video. Period. Who? Uh, Major Frank Beverly. I don't think uh, Major Frank Beverly were meant to have good videos. You know the elders. They just be. Videos in the seventies, and eighties, and early nineties. Nope. Keep on loving me is a good video. Keep on loving me. It's Don't a good video. Start? Hold on. Sorry, it is a good video. I agree with him. It's a good video. First of all, that chick walk up. Everybody, oh, did you see the spin? Yes. <laughs> Yo, it was crazy. I love it. I love it. I wish they, y'all could see my they, face right now. No, but I was like, <laughs> listen, they, that was a good they video. They were strutting the dead one. Facts. <laughs> I would, I would do, I would do that. I would be wearing that for a Monday or Friday too. I real life kind of want to do that. I don't know the occasion where I can. I real life want to do that. Um, I guess I'm gonna probably have to pick the most beautiful girl in the world by Prince. Mm. Prince, I mean, I grew up in a very Prince-centric household, so we watched a lot of Prince videos, movies. I think I might be the only child who saw Under the Cherry Moon. I just, you know, look. Yeah, let you be the last one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because Under the Cherry Moon, my dad is the only one I know who owns that that. Movie on DVD. He has, he has like he has Purple Rain, Under the Cherry Moon, and um, what was it Graffiti Ridge? It was yes. Oh, but that is a fan. But did you see? <laughs> did you see? My, my man did a whole ass bigger than life size portrait of actually for Prince it might have been life size because he was pretty small but uh, <laughs> like probably as big as these doors, yo. Like it used to hang in our basement from. From almost ceiling to floor. Oh, that'd be creepy. This and he had weird. one of him and one of Michael Jordan, and I forgot the other one. But yes, fan. It was not. <laughs> <laughs> or Teddy Riley. Woo! No. Okay, I'm moving I'm on to movies. Trying to give Teddy Riley his flowers while he's still alive. I'm moving on to movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and I'm just going straight off the rip with Training Day. Y'all can go. Oh, ahead. come on now, my nigga. I yeah. said that off top. Train, train, train Day. It's hot. However, I have a guilty pleasure in Olympus Has Fallen because that was a well better done movie than London Has Fallen. Mm. But then, Equalizer. Yes, Love I was going to say that. I yes. enjoy Equalizer now. I saw both of them. <coughs> um, and I like either Equalizer 1 better than 2. Mm. But uh, I enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed Equalizer. I did. That's staple of gun scene. That's a nigga thing. in the second one bothered me a little bit. The yeah. the young boy? Yeah. He, he bothered me a little bit. I could tell. But I was just like, but you know, it was still good, but I was saying, but you know, just that first one. You became more irritable when you got a beard. No, yeah. he's, just, like, he's, like, he's like, been on for a little minute. It's okay. I feel like you became meaner when you got a beard. You always been outspoken ever since you got grown, but yeah. you became <laughs> meaner when you got a beard. Oh, I'm sorry. It's man. the beard. It's the, it's the Mufasa. It's the... <laughs> My, my jaw look like Scar right now. Yours is like <laughs> Mufasa. No. <laughs> not like Scar. Like Scar. Yeah, he like Scar in the new Lion King. Scar saying. in the cartoon Lion King, like the original, he just looked a bit 
unkempt. Like he just he didn't it's look a, as fine. He, look, he, he was in the outer. He, he looked no, out. he looked evil, but he didn't look as finely groomed. He as, didn't. Uh, he, Mufasa. He wasn't eating. But in this, in the CGI remake, Scar looked like he didn't been through some shit. He didn't been to the mountaintop, and somebody pushed him the fuck off. Okay? <laughs> he pushed him off the wrong way. <laughs> he, he looked beat. In this. <laughs> So, alright, so I'm gonna move on to the next or in our last mm, director. A nigga named Scar to look good. Mm-mm. So, Kim our, la- our last director is none other than Mr. Spike Lee. So, I'm gonna run through his. I don't think we do. Do we, do we really run through Spike Lee movies? I, I really don't. I think, we, I think the if people all don't know. The Spike, at least Spike Lee movies. I'm going through the videos first anyway. Yeah. All right, here we go. For videos, he did White Lines, Don't Do It, Grandmaster Flash, and Melly Mel. Uh, no One in the World by Anita Baker, The Butt by EU, Fight the Power by Public Enemy. That's mine. I don't know these three, so we're going to skip them because I don't want to. Money Don't Matter Tonight by Prince and the New Power Generation Revolution by Arrested Development Hip Hop Hooray by Naughty by Nature Um, They Don't Care About Us Michael Jackson Two versions The prison version and the international version (laughs) This Is It by Michael Jackson (laughs) Black is Black by the Mau Mau's And I think only me and him That's on the list That is on the list they don't care about yeah, us. I'm sorry. That's there funny. is. There's one where he's in a prison, and there's one where he's in Brazil. Listen, in Rio. I, I'm not. That and then headlights by Eminem and Land of the Free by the Killers. So that is his. Um, I got mine. Those are his videos. Now, I unless you're living on the rock, I'm pretty sure you know what a Spike Lee joint is. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to go through. All of them. You don't have to go through any of them. But, no, I'm going to go through the ones that I don't know if people realize are his. Now, a Spike Lee joint, you know it's Spike Lee. But he does have some producer-only roles in here and a couple, like, documentaries. Mm. Um, I find that a lot of people don't remember that he did the Kings of Comedy. That was his. I knew that. You knew that. You're right. Um, Four Little Girls, of course. Mm -hmm. Bad 25. He did also, um, and then no, that's the that's another it's another Michael Jackson movie, and then he produced Tales from the Hood, New Jersey Drive, Best Man, Love and Basketball. Um, Best Man is a good movie. Mm-hmm. What happened? Best Man is a really good movie. Good movie is a good movie, but he was he was the producer. He wasn't he didn't direct it. Um, his cousin did. His cousin did. It. So he threw his name behind it so he would get some more oh, credit. Of course, I got you. Pariah. And um, there's a couple other movies here that he has produ- producer credits on. So, from what you know, we're going to run through the movies first since um, we all know. I, like, y'all, you if you know Spike Lee Joy, you can Google him. I, <laughs> just There's too many of them. Favorite Spike Lee movies? Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X, mm-hmm. Black Klansman. Got you. Okay. All right. I can get with that. 
Love those are the movies that I can watch over and over again when they come on start to finish. I didn't see Black Kingsman. Still see it. It's really good. It's pretty good. Because his early 2000s and 2000s and 2010 shit is not that good. Mm. But this one actually brought him back to more of the original Spike Lee. Mm. So I liked, I liked it about that. So it was refreshing for him. Yes. Got you. And yeah. he wasn't, he made his point without just beating you over the head with it. Really? Uh, insisting on okay. Yeah. Because he had Jordan Peele as a producer on that one, so. That probably helped him. That, yeah, that helped him a lot. a lot. Okay. I'm going to go Jungle Fever. He's got jungle I'm gonna fever. go uh, do the right thing. Joe Fever was good. Um, we in love. Hmm. What did you mention? You said jungle. You said. Do you need? Oh, you that's what it was. List? That's what okay. it was. I'm tripping. Because you can look at the list if you. No, it was. I had Manga Max in mind. Actually, yeah. that was my second. Mm-hmm. But I like Jungle Fever for some reason. I love Jungle Fever. Fan. Jungle Fever was a good movie. I, the only thing about Jungle Fever, I was just like. Why do you to to illustrate that point? Mm-hmm. Why does he have to kill his wife? That bothered me. I mean, it, because him. no, I'm saying you could have made a relationship. You actually could have made you could have you mean you could have made them the just an interracial couple. Without yeah, his wife. you could have made it interracial couple with his wife, or you can make about the story about the kid who died. That's what the movie was based off in the first place. You, mm-hmm. Right. It's just that why got degrade the black woman. You know, it's just like you said, like, okay, yeah, uh, I was married to you, everything was good, but then, uh, you know, say, I'm bored, I'm gonna go with this white woman, ain't working because it's racist, I'm gonna go back to you. Okay. I didn't like that. Now, look, I'm not disputing you. I, but I think that's a very realistic situation that could have happened, to look, be honest with you. All shit like that is realistic, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. but in order to tell the story, because once again, that's one thing about Spike Lee that could be a negative. He gets so lost he gets up into his, up in his, his, his idea. His mind, yeah. He, yeah. He, he does get in his own head. Uh-huh. And sometimes stuff becomes more convoluted. Yeah. But, I that is why the ones that I like, they're pretty straightforward. No better um, No. Malcolm X, in this order, Malcolm X, School Days, and Crooklyn. You have a special love for Crooklyn. I love Crooklyn. No, look, I love Crooklyn because I love Alfred Woodard. Mm-hmm. And I also love Troy, the little girl Troy. Yeah. Because I really felt for Troy. It was like, she was a little girl. She's the only little girl. She was kind of an outcast. She was a tomboy who felt like everybody was trying to make her to be something else she was not. And at the time when I saw Crooklyn, I was just like, I I feel you because I don't want to wear dresses. I'd rather go outside and play football with the boys, mm-hmm. and not be bothered. You were right. I like Crooklyn, but that but Sassy Claudine though. Mm. I understand. I yeah. get you. I get you. And then, but the also the twist of that of Crooklyn was the fact that she died. So it was like, well, damn. I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. Um, and I also. Got a soul in like an honorable mention or a special mention in there for four little girls. I saw four little girls in school, which mm-hmm. was I'm gonna say, well, yeah, I got you. a lot. Um, but that was also another movie, like I was saying about Rosewood, that made me go and find out what happened and what was going yeah. on that led up to that. Like I knew obviously what happened, but I was curious after that. Mm-hmm. It it piqued my curiosity, and look, there was a girl in my class who looked just like one of the girls who died. It freaked oh the God. whole entire class out. Like, 
and she had the same last name as her. So we were like, girl, you should go home and ask your mama, is that is that like mm-hmm. an auntie or something? Yeah. Because she looked exactly like her. Did it she? was it was so eerie. Did she check it out or did I don't know. We was we was young. We was in like fifth or sixth grade or something uh, like that. So we of course, you know, if you were in high school and that happens, you wouldn't go follow up. Oh yeah. You in yeah, you definitely middle school up. or middle elementary, school, you don't really care. But I always wanted to know if that was, like, she was related to her. Because mm. that was so eerie to me. And I think that was one of the reasons why I still went and, I went and wanted to know more about it, too. So, um. Music videos? Music videos. Videos. I'll, I'll knock mine out real quick. This is it. Oh, Because. I'm not shocked. It's, it, because that was the only video where he actually gave a tribute to Michael Jackson it was a very nice tribute mm-hmm. and it ain't about Spike Lee in the video all up in the video <laughs> you wanna be all in the videos all on your song yeah <laughs> dancing all in your video I'm like I'm like yeah no I, 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 I'm I, all I'm all for this is it the two, when he made a thing in 2009 I was always it probably ain't the best video but I'm gonna just be biased to say fight, fight the, power. the power fight the power I, just, I like to I'm say so, fight the power I am so biased with that record cause I just mm-hmm. love the record I listened to a lot of Public Enemy in my young age. Um, if y'all could tell, <laughs> if y'all could tell, my dad really liked Public Enemy, so I, I listened to a lot of Public Enemy. I saw Fight the Power a lot. So <laughs> love the song. I love the song. The video was not like a super great video, no, it wasn't but a super it's great the video. song. It was that, a, I, that's yeah. it. It was a lot of Flavor Flav being a fool, but it was a whole lot of Flavor Flav. Just why are you in the camera? That was a lot of. That was that's that's all. It pretty much was. But I mean, besides that, if any other one, it would be the butt. But I like fight the power better. So, as since we've agreed, we can actually move on. No one wanted to pick the Mau Mau. That's not even a thing. <laughs> I know it's not. I don't know. I was like, why is this on the list? But whatever. So I think I want to move on. What? Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll we'll cut that. We'll go. No, that. it's fine. I'm up. You up? Yeah. Yeah. No, because I I had no a couple. Way up. I had a. No, my God. A I had a couple um album discussions. I wanted a brief album discussions. I wanted to do. Um, but one everybody here hasn't listened to the albums. That's the one thing. And we can talk about it next week. It's not like they just came out and it's like super hot. I got to do it right now. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to move on to the B-side, and we will put a pin in the album discussions for Anderson Pack and Lizzo. We'll do that next podcast. I am trying to figure out which one I'm going to do first, because literally this whole entire week is nonsense, except for one topic. Um, Let's start with the nice topic. So, I watched Beyonce's Homecoming documentary last night, mm-hmm. and the one thing I will say... Look, I'm not part of the quote-unquote beehive. I don't have a problem with her, mm-hmm. but I'm not, like, a super devoted fan. Like, I'm not leaving bees in people's comments. You know what I'm <laughs> but I've always respected her work ethic in artistry. It seems like she really t- cares and takes care of what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And that documentary yesterday really uh, showed that. Because, mm. bruh. When she said, I weighed 218 pounds the day I gave birth, mm. 
and she had to go on a diet where she literally ate nothing but fruits and vegetables. It was like, what was it, like no carbs, no bread, no, no sugar, no, no alcohol, Jeez. no fish, no meat. Like, it was nothing. And then they showed a, a tape of her just eating the apple. And I was just like, oh, baby. Just, my God. Like, that's a lot. Bruh, I only weighed 10 more pounds than 218. Mm. <laughs> Fucking Beyonce. Mm. Like, that's wild. Mm. So, I mean... Hats off to her because I'd be damned if I give birth to twins and then jump my ass back into performing, do a, a, a time consuming and laborious performance like uh, that Coachella one. That, that joke. Like, it's one thing to be like, I'm going to do a concert here and there, or, you know, I'll do a set for somebody. The reason, because I know you was asking and you fell asleep, Coachella's two weekends. That's why there was different costumes. Gotcha. Okay. So the first weekend is the one that we saw with the black, with the pink, not the pink, with the yellow hoodies and everything. Mm. The second weekend is the one she had on a white Nefertiti outfit, and all the girls in the band had on pink, and she had on pink. Whole lot of herpes that weekend, or both weekends. Oh, see, now that was last year. This, because we we getting there. Okay. That'll tie right on into this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, she... Basically, it goes through snippets of the performance, and then between the performance, it gives, a, like, a background look into what went into making it. And it was just like, bruh, she had the twins, because she was supposed to headline Coachella the year before. Then they put the, the concept of it together, and it's obviously meant to pay homage to HBCUs and, um, and their homecomings. Um, because she did say in the documentary that she always wanted to go to one, like to an HBCU. I think her dad went to HBCU. Um, and if she hadn't gone to college, she would have preferred to go to HBCU. And I feel her on that because it's like, having gone to a PWI versus an HBCU, I feel the difference from, from people when they tell me about their college experience. Mm, Definitely. You never feel completely comfortable at a PWI. Right. You all, I, was, I always feel like, one, <clears throat> I went to Temple. So we was already literally a number. There were mm. When I went to Temple, there was 40,000 people at Temple. Mm. Students. So it was just like, bruh, no. <laughs> I already don't feel at home here as it is and then I'm in the middle of a predominantly black area that is dominated for a good three to four like miles at this point by people who don't respect me or this space or this culture in the surrounding area as we're seeing now with Howard I don't know if anybody's been keeping up with that story so it's kind of just like and listen, I'm not gonna lie, HBCU, you can be in the middle of nowhere like Lincoln. It's in the middle of nowhere. That you was, still feel at home now. I'm telling you, that was my that was my number one choice. And sometimes I wish I was like, maybe I should have just bucked the system and just went. I wonder if I would have had a different experience. But I mean, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So It was great. I'm the BSU lying. at Temple, we turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. But um and then she so she did all of that to pay homage to homecoming and then 
which is what the correct like she had the sorority letters and all steppers and everything and everything she would normally see at home so she said they did four months of i think sound before they even did dance and then another four months of dance it was i was like bro this is crazy like i i was like i have a new respect like i always knew the girl works but that's wild to be like i got three kids at home two of which i just pushed out but i'm finna work on this performance for a whole ass year wow that shit is wild bro like i mean that's dedication so i the hats off to beyonce but her crazy daddy though (laughs) he's talking about he want to do a possible destiny's child musical I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I know I know her dad crazy, and we are gonna get our jokes off on him. But the thing about Be- I think I got spoiled with Beyonce's work ethic. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's not impressive. It's just that every since it was years ago, and she said she would rehearse so much, and she would practice so much that they got to remind her to eat. So I think ever since I heard that about her, I knew her work ethic was crazy. So I kind of got spoiled, and in the sense of like. I should have appreciate just like you appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I should look at that the same way instead mm-hmm. of just being like, "Well, that's typical Beyonce." But because like her, and then she explained how she had a difficult pregnancy, mm. and me being complete, very pregnant at the moment. I'm like, "Oh, that's super pregnant." I get it, bro. Like she had twins. She had all. You have so many yeah, more health open. problems, um, or you're susceptible to so many more health problems when you have twins. Cause you carry it, they taking so much from you. Mm. She's like, she had preeclampsia and high blood pressure and all, like all kinds of stuff was going on. So I'm like, to come to bounce back from that after having two kids, like it's it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so ugh, I mean, hats off to her. Um, as I look up the the nonsense that was this year's Coachella. I'll tell you briefly about her uh, her daddy. Talk about he want to possibly do... Um, he wants to possibly do a, a Destiny's Child musical. But Destiny's Child wouldn't be the main focus, what he said. He wants to do it more so from the perspective of the manager, which is him. Of course. And how he sacrificed everything to get this girl group going. To write a book, and how he lost he lost his 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 marriage, his kids, his uh. house, which really happened. But like, Mister Knowles, please, what the fuck? I feel like he didn't lose his family because of that. He lost his family because he wasn't part of the faithful black male community. He lost his family because he started... I feel like he started smelling himself a bit too much. That's my point. And Mama Tina was like, um... No thanks. Mm -hmm. Because I can still pull a man. What she did. She could have pulled me. I'm just saying. What she did, bro? Because I don't think... She she didn't want me. What happened? No, no, no. no, I'm just saying. I'm talking about pull the man. She can still pull me. I'm just saying. I'm gonna pull up on me. What? So I I said it to say because I wanted to uh, roll right on into this is not really hip hop, but it just made me very curious. Apparently, at Coachella 2019, there was a spike 
in herpes outbreak. Herp, herp, herpes. Somebody can't handle it. It was just fucking everybody. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. It was a trickle effect. Yeah. One person fucked by three people. Mm-hmm. Them three people fucked by a bunch of people. It was just a bad timing. So a bunch of people reported it. So what I'm trying to figure out, because now people are trying to get to the bottom of whether or not it was real, like what happened and it, whether it really happened. Um, because now they're saying four hundred people. You said originally because it was like it went from like twelve to like two fifty <laughs> to like four. I saw headline that was four hundred. And nobody have a safe set. So now is, but that's why everybody. Condoms don't protect from that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why everybody now people are kind of like, is this true? Um, because now they're trying to say that they don't know if the people would have known so uh, like immediately, because it says that um, one doctor said it may take anywhere between two and twelve days <coughs> to appear. However, Coachella's two weekends. Right, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So it's like. That's a full mm-hmm. like that's enough well, time for it to right. incubate. Mm-hmm. But I don't like what the fuck was going on here. Like, was it just a big ass orgy and y'all was just like everybody some, fuck everybody or some people were? I don't know, bro. Some people's mad. That's just, person that's got just the wrong wild person. to me. I'm not paying hundreds of dollars to go to this fucking festival where I already got to stand up all day to come back with herpes. I don't feel like that's <laughs> what is it? What <laughs> not the, a good consolation prize. You are absolutely right, but the thing about it is people got to understand, just because you're at a festival doesn't mean fucking is included. Yeah. You don't have to. This, that's a choice. That's you not gotta, even nothing to do with the concert. You got to remember that. Some, some people don't look at, like, when they in that in the moment and you having that, that free spirit moment, they don't give a fuck. So I'm like, you probably should, though, because it's, it's shit out here. That's bro. what I'm saying. But, but see, that's what I'm saying. People, when you... To uh, me... It's not that I see anything wrong with being a free spirit, but you can't look at an event as your ticket to act like a damn fool, uh, doing irresponsible shit. And some people, some people do. And that's that's wild. That's why it's herpes round. Uh, <laughs> that's why. It's but a big, I just you know. somebody said there was a wait. There's an app called Herp Alert. Hey man, look, listen, we need those. It's I that. just was not ready. Listen, we need we need we need all the herpes alerts we can get because this uh, is skin disease. Condoms can't protect you from that. Well, can apparently that's where it came from because people were trying to that app apparently diagnoses and treats herpes, and there was a bunch of inquiries from Coachella mm. over the two weekends that it was there. So I I don't have anything to say. Like I just it's that's a lot. No, thank you. That's that's. That's about all I have t- for that. I don't. I don't understand what the fuck. Uh. So let's see. Let's. What's the next one going to be? I think I will go with. I'm still trying to find a herpes app. But go ahead. Oh my god. I think I'm gonna go with Jermaine Dupree, as we we mentioned him earlier in the show. So apparently. <laughs> Oh, what's the thing? Oh, there's a... Why you find a, a date? I see, I didn't ask for a date nap. I didn't either. It just popped up, but I thought oh, you needed to share. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, Lord. So... Help us all. Jim- That's probably where the outbreak kind of kind of came from. They probably mixed fused it in with the... Uh- <laughs> so, Jermaine Dupree tried to 
to do the most and, and uh, jump to Lil Nas X, who was mm-hmm. the one who did the Old Town Road song. Dope record, go ahead. Um, try to jump to his defense, I guess. So the Billboard Awards, Billboard Awards happened. As if you're not familiar with the story, Lil Nas X had a song "Old Town Road" that was on the country charts, and Billboard quietly pulled it off. And then when somebody asked them why they pulled it, they were like, "It doesn't include enough of country elements to be included on the country charts." So then people was just like, "Really? Okay, whatever." So then the Billboard Awards happens. Jermaine Dupri decides he's going to get on the good social medias and say, oh, well, where was, basically, where was the same energy for um, Lil Nas X that y'all had for Justin Bieber? Because Justin Bieber was nominated for top R&B song of the year or something like that. This past year? Yes. Wow. I don't, I don't have it listening. I don't listen to Justin Bieber. Don't know any, any of his music. And then he's like, but y'all took Lil Nas X off the charts. What I don't think Jermaine Dupri anticipated was the fact that everybody was fitting to jump down his throat when he did that. And they, somebody was like, excuse me, uh, good sir, aren't you an usher responsible for Justin Bieber being integrated with the blacks? <laughs> and I was like, y'all get off my nerves. Because they are. I, I had completely forgotten about that because I don't follow Justin Bieber. But Usher and Jermaine Dupri are the ones who started him with the crossover. Mm. So I'm like, bro, you created this monster. That was not a good example to use. So now you just look dumb. Like, I, why would you say anything? And if you were going to say something, start with Justin Bieber. Who your machine is the one who pushed him in the direction that he's in now. Y'all Negroes just don't be thinking sometimes. Like I That's a bad move by you, Jermaine. Like just uh, stop and think before you actually That's dope. I didn't know Jermaine Dupree was uh I thought I knew Usher was behind it. I didn't know Jermaine Dupree was. That's dope. But think about it, like cause Jermaine Dupree is the one who put the batteries in Usher's back. So he worked with him for so long between him and Diddy. He worked with him wait worked with him for so long. I'm not surprised. But I was just like, bro, you played yourself. I need that DJ Calamine. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Played yourself. Because like why did you you open yourself up to a world of criticism for nothing? Literally. Because it was like for what? I I'm with you. I mean I agree. But it wasn't really much to that story. I was just like, you just looked dumb. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what's happening with, with, with Lil Nas X now? I don't know. Apparently, his song is still number one on the charts. It's not on the country charts, but it's on the charts. But that sucks because Billy Ray Cyrus definitely just. Oh, Billy Ray Cyrus did a remix with him with that for that song too. So. So it's not it's not good enough to be country, but it's good enough for Billy Ray Cyrus. Now. Okay. But when you listen to it, it does sound <laughs> like a trap song. I listened to it. It sounds like a trap song. Look. You confuse sounds and and it still be. But that was, that was the point. Everybody was like, everyone else gets to blur genres except little black kids, and that was what everybody was upset that's about. That's a fact, and, and it bothers. That's what bothers me. It's like, yo, it has his voice definitely has a country sound to it. Mm-hmm. You can you can argue the beat is what it is, but mm-hmm. that sound, I, I was fucking. I thought. It was I mean, some people have said they like the song, and I don't see nothing wrong with it. 
But I know I, I'm not shocked by honestly, it. Honestly, I think if he got Billy Ray Cyrus in his corner, though, that's a good start. True. If, we, if, we, if, if the kid is really trying to break in the country. He's a rapper, though. And he's just, I think he's just experimenting. He's sound, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what I'm just saying, but even still, but just say if he says, look, there's never really been a country rapper. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like everybody's been breaking and everything else. It's like this age for doing that now. Yeah. And I'm like, if he really wants to go and do this and be serious about it, I would want to have Billy Ray. I'm not going to let his, the sins of his daughter speak for him. Right. Oh, no, it had nothing to do with her. I did see a funny meme about how it was like Miley Cyrus, big man there. She did all of that pandering to try and get in with the black spe- black people. They didn't like her, and her daddy just jumped on one song. Right. <laughs> Without nothing. Because <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus is, res- is a respected legend in the country game. That's a fact. And that, well, a, to an extent. But a, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know. It's like... Let let the kids because y- y'all let everybody else run rampant and do whatever they want and then sew them into an R and B category when you don't know where to, where else to put them. I, I get, but even so, it, it, let my man do what he want to do. I was to say, but even, even with just like with the same thing with Justin Bieber, even though because I know you, you made a comment saying you know, when uh, little black kids want to go go to John was always a problem. You know we are not most receptive to whites or anybody else to come over to R and B. And we, we, they have to have the backing from some of our legends to get them over here. And that's fine, but this is the point. They're allowed to. They may not have it from us, but we are not necessarily the largest paid consumers of some of these artists. Justin yeah. Bieber still has a large fan base from where he came from. Same thing with like a Taylor Swift. Can't stand that girl. But she came in and broken through quote unquote country. What she making now is not country music. But she did drag some followers mm. from over when she started from country into what she's in now. And she's allowed to hip hop and I mean uh jump in and do whatever she she wants and bring in hip hop artists and bring in country artists and bring in pop artists mm. to do songs and nobody bats an eye. Uh but don't let us do something. And even if we like it, because everybody I saw that said they liked the song first was r- regular black people. And they so they started streaming it more. And that's how it ended up on the charts. But they took it down. It's like, you not a lot. It's like, we may not, we might just not buy your stuff if we, if we not fucking with you. And let me just say, because somebody tried to say Justin Timberlake, and I was like, all of y'all have future sex love sounds. Don't start with the bullshit. Everybody was justified. <laughs> no, but I agree with everything you're saying. All, what, all, the point I'm making is him having, him having Billy Ray Cyrus is him, better than him having nothing. I understand, right, but, but they still not going to put it back on the country. That, and that's my point. They can they got a way in even if it's one of even if it's through one of our legends they got a way in. Yeah, we can have one of their legends that we still they not don't give a in. fuck, man. Yeah. And that's the correct. That's that's my point about it. It's like, sound country to me. Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna end with something some, that is just that's it's not funny, but that's <laughs> funny enough to me. That's so I'm gonna go to this next. Remy, Remy Ma. <sighs> Is in trouble. Still out here punching people. For allegedly, she ain't punched somebody last time. She shot that girl last time. Uh, uh, did you not know that? That's what she went to jail for. She shot the girl same twice. Girl? No, 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 
No, no, no. I know she. I know she shot somebody before. What? I no, no. What she went to jail for? I thought she went to jail for stabbing. No, it was shooting. Okay. Um. So she's allegedly. He's in trouble for allegedly punching one of her love and hip hop co stars. I've never heard of this girl before. I don't know who she is. I Brittany will punch the fuck out of her. Sorry, I don't advocate that kind of violence. But, but what? when I be in passing, seeing this girl, because I mean, my mom watches it. Uh-huh. My mom's like, I don't like that girl. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck who she are. But in passing, seeing her, she. Del- First of all, this is what made me kind of upset when I read the story. Because I'm sitting there like, she purposely pushes buttons. And she probably did that to her. Yeah. But here's the thing. So, I'm going to run down the entire story real fast. So, apparently the girl came out and said she got punched in the, she got punched in the eye. Then, after that, she came out and said it was Remy Ma. And everybody was like, what, girl? Remy about to get off a roll. You lying. So, then, all of a sudden, Remy turned herself into the cops. Probably trying to cooperate and be like, look, I'm trying to get the fuck off a roll. I don't know what this girl's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we not fitting the Britney's love and hip hop storylines in the real life. You better leave me alone. So, the story apparently was that um, the girl had something to do or tried to help Remy's stepdaughter when she um was in some kind of abusive relationship or whatever. But she claims that Remy ran up on her and was like, "That's not what I heard." Like basically saying the girl had something to do with it. Um, and punched her in the eye. Supposedly, mm. what happened? I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, cause everybody was like, I could definitely see her putting hands on the girl, like, but to be, you can't be this cognizant of everything that you've been doing, uh, since you got out of jail. Have three ro- three months left for parole, and then all of a sudden just punch this little girl in the face. It just doesn't add up. So, at, Remy was mum. She was like, I'm gonna just go turn myself in. And do what I need to do and cooperate. So the girl uh, apparently filed a civil case and not a criminal case. So she thinks she's after a payday. Okay. Now, when we finally came out, she formally bailed herself out, I believe, and said, I didn't do it. I was home. At the time, she claims this happened. And then her lawyer said, this girl was somewhere where she had no business being. Because apparently, it was like the night of a show or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where the girl said it happened around 9, 9.30 or something like that. And then, um, and Remy punched her. Um, but Remy's saying she has video of herself at home at the time where she's saying that she supposedly punched her and she came to the venue around 10 30 went on stage performed was backstage for a very short amount of time and then left because i'm pretty sure she's still on a curfew Mm -hmm. um so if that's true old girl done killed whatever little bit of career she thought she was fitting to have from love and Mm hip-hop so my take on it is I hope she wasn't stupid enough to punch that girl and get herself in trouble right before she's supposed to get off parole. Mm-hmm. If it did happen, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but honestly, I'm hoping it didn't. I just She just seems to be basking too much in what she has going on. You just had a baby after all the issues you had trying to have another kid with Papoose and everything. I hope she didn't. I, I, I really... I, 
for for Rami because I think she, she seems more smarter than this. Like the default to, to that that dumb girl shit. Yeah, I feel like you have so many people. She has so many people around her who could have mm. just been. She could just been like handling. Does homegirl deserve get knocked the fuck out? Yes, but I'm just saying, it's not the right. And that, I mean, and that's the way they make they portray it on Love and Hip Hop. I'm, it's you just an exaggerated version of yourself. You, you probably are. You're absolutely right. However, this is my thing. If she produces tape and says, "I was at home when she claims this happened and everything gets dropped and she can still get off parole and ain't no issues and blah blah blah," I hope that she leaves Love and Hip Hop. She should have been there in the first place, right? Now. She was on there to use it as the platform that it was meant to be in the first place, which was, I'm going to get on here so that I can have some more visibility and it'll help do something for my career. Because that's all of hip-hop was in the first place, and I, it turned into all the nonsense that it is I now. I agree, but I don't think somebody on the status of Remy Ma needs that. But she see, got that. you got to think about on the status of Remy Ma, but Remy Ma was gone for seven years. <laughs> She was out of here. And then in that time frame, you had Nicki Minaj who came up and completely annihilated the female, the the, the woman's side of rap um, by being as big as she was. And then now, so now she needs a little more visibility with the younger crowd. Okay. So I understand why she... I already know who Remy Ma is. Yeah. Exactly. We are old enough to remember Remy Ma... For the I'm conceited, I got a reason in the Annie at remixes and things like yeah. that. Kids who are watching Living Hip Hop, who were children when that stuff came out, don't know who she is. Gotcha. So I get it, but it's like if this is what this is, and she started all this nonsense. Somebody clearly punched that girl in the eye. I don't know if it was her, her homies, if somebody, somebody else really did it, and she was like, "I'm gonna throw Remy under the bus." I don't know. I just hope that she gets away from the franchise of Living Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Which will probably essentially start to kill it because at this point, I don't. I won't face that. I won't, watch it. I won't face that. Let's get off that show too. I don't think they're on it anymore. Hey, listen, if Nate, if uh, if Remy didn't do it, I want her to counter sell. Oh yeah. The definition of character. I want your checks. Right. All your love and All twenty five hundred. All twenty five hundred. Episode. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they ain't getting no more than that. She's probably not getting that much because she's not that that big. All five hundred. I want your love and hip hop checks, right. girl. Mm-hmm. Come on, give them up. Oh, cash for funny. I, I want you to come with me to Ace first. Check Cash. Mm-hmm. No, don't go to Check Cash because they take a percent. Yeah, that's what I said. Go to your bank, cash the check. That's why I said. No, that's why I said. Uh, go to Ace Check Cash, and I want you to understand that I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> about to take out of your money. It's out of your money. Right. You know what I'm it so ain't my. my check. My check cleared and direct deposit. Yeah. But and the, and no, we not going to Walmart so they could do it for three dollars. Right. You going to one of the hood jokes. And I'm signing all the back of them checks. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm not a guy that advocates pettiness. But I'm sorry. I need a 50 cent petty moment right here. I do. I, I, I Listen, I advocate petty. 100%. <laughs> I think 50 cent is right in all that he does. 50 cent be doing so much. And if he just I need a 50 out. cent petty moment for, like, for her. Like with this one. That's what I'm saying. You get all of them here on checks, counter suit, and you sign them all. Let me ask y'all something. If somebody owe y'all thirty thousand dollars, are y'all trying to hear anything? No. I mean, I, no. Oh, I, 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 why, why lie? If somebody owed you a million dollars, is you trying to hear anything? Bro, it, we didn't get that far. Ain't Bro, that, that, I'm just saying. He is a mess. I don't even know how he has time to troll all the people that he does. Listen. 
He, I thought I was like, he ain't even done with Tia Maria. Here he come coming for this guy. I think <laughs> well calculated, man. He's just one of those brilliant minds. Something's the matter with that Brilliant, man. petty minds. I love it. But, oh, I did forget one thing I'm going to throw in here before I uh, move on to my last topic. So, apparently, Salt and Pepper kicked out Spinderella. <laughs> Aren't we too old for this? Y'all are aunties and, and at this point, I think grandmas. I, I knew for so What? Way, somehow, so way, I swear to you, I knew this day was coming. <laughs> I knew it was co- I don't know what it's for. I don't even care what it's for. I was just like. <laughs> They've been doing her dirty from, for a minute, though. And honestly, if she had bowed out prior to this and never came back, I wouldn't be surprised. It was something about... See, Spinderella never gave me the same vibes as Jam Master Jack. Mm-hmm. No. Jam like, Master Jack, I was like, that is Run DMC. I was like, that's Salt Pepper and Spinderella. And I, I never... This just, is true, but this is the thing. Y'all shouldn't have integrated her into the forefront at all if that was going to be I thing. agree. I so agree with you. But even when she was in the forefront, I'm just like... Every time I see a Salt Pepper video, I'm just like, besides Pepper and Salt trying to get fucked. I'm just like... <laughs> It's just Spinderella there. Kind of almost, not quite, but almost on the level of Michelle and Desi's child. Ho, ho, I said, ho, ho. I didn't say it ain't there. It ain't there. It's, it's not there. You heard me say I that. know. I know it is. I just, let me back up for just a bit. You know what the only problem I had with Homecoming was? The fact that they gave Michelle so much mic time when they had the Destiny's Child reunion. We didn't need that. But I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just knew. I I just knew. Even when we was watching that uh, that uh, hip hop woman honoree, when Mm -hmm. it was honoring Missy, Mm -hmm. Queen Latifah, forgot who the other one was, and Salt and Pepper, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, "Why Spinderella there?" And you got on me, say your Spinderella is a crucial part of Salt and Pepper. And in, in my head, I'm still thinking like they don't want her anymore. But even even still, that does not whether you whether y'all decide y'all don't like each other or not, or you don't want to pay her or whatever the case is, that doesn't negate the fact that she still was an integral part of the group because they were the first big mainstream uh, female rap group, and she was the first big mainstream DJ female. I DJ. agree with you. As I say, I don't even know why they kicked her out. She's not the first, but. I, one of the big mainstream. I don't even know why he did that. It just is hilarious. I, I, I pulled a little. It's in money. Jack. It's hilarious to me. But yeah. that's the thing. It's money. It's always in money. They cut her out of Shoot and What a Man when they had a uh, Shoot and What a Man back in the nineties, and she had a part on a song and everything. I think when everything was all divvied up, they didn't cut her anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that, if that was a point of contention back then. And then now. They're about to go on tour. That's they have a, a reality show right now that they apparently shot a while a while back about them going on tour with SWV. So I'm guessing, and those two have never toured before. Like they knew each other, but they've never toured before. Um, I'm guessing that somebody was like, "I don't trust it." It's probably a storyline for the show. Even if it is, this is not the first time they did this to her. So it's just like y'all y'all need to be better than this. Somebody was like, basically what it shakes out to is the money they was getting for this tour was not enough for them to split it three ways. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Because, and I only say it had to be some kind of money issue or something like that 
it's either that or the other person is correct that it is a storyline for the show because apparently she got a letter or email of termination quote unquote that's what she put on the thing back in January that's the same Mike from Boysman got his letter <laughs> you stupid <laughs> got she got a letter back in January and was like I was since she was like since y'all fired me I expected y'all to tell the fans that when they come to the Salt and Pepper show I'm, I'm not gonna be up there don't don't have the stuff because even if we you can make all the jokes you want and everything but if you come to a salt and pepper show and there's somebody in the DJ booth that's not Spinderella, like where the fuck is Spinderella? I agree with you. I so agree. So, with you. um, she was like, "Well, I'm gonna just let everybody know that I'm not part of this group anymore." Mm. And I waited for y'all for months to say something, and you didn't. At this point, it's been four months, so I don't blame her because even if it was supposed to be a quote unquote storyline for their little reality show, I. That's not again like we were talking about social media earlier. That's not real life. Right. I'm with you. So I'm not. I'm not doing it. And I'm just like y'all are too old for this shit. Like just say, look, girl, the money ain't shaking out right. We That's exactly what I'm even. thinking. I don't think it's a storyline. I think it's just not a money. Yeah. Exactly. We can't give you an equal third. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to say that, I I I feel like I would respect that more than just let me let me terminate you via email or letter. And then not say nothing like that's just Pepper, weird. Been up and down for the past couple of years, anyway. Oh, so. that past couple of years is yeah. an understatement. Pepper out here uh, fucking people's husbands. No Salt. shit, I didn't see none of that coming. <laughs> so, okay. Salt is getting a divorce. Is that right? Yeah, she's getting divorced. Wow, they didn't say that on Breakfast Club. No, what well, they did say that on Breakfast Club. I, saw, I watched it. Well, Salt and Pepper or SWV. You know, what? I, I watched the, the SWV. SWV. Yeah. They did say she was getting a divorce. And they also said that the oh, the whole I'm a super Christian act ain't ain't what it really is. That's what I'm I not yeah, shocked. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. I'm not mm-hmm. shocked either. So, um, but Pepper was out here running around with some young man who left his pregnant wife for her or some shit, or her his wife who had just had a baby and was running around uh, messing with him and trying to I guess defend herself against people saying that she was trash, and then. He got tired of her and went back to his wife. Hey, listen, man. He did the right thing. He think he love his wife. Chris yeah. Rod type shit. He did the right thing. He's stupid. You <laughs> Pepper been trying to get fucked since 88. I'm telling you, they, they both was. And, and back then... Wait a minute. I want to... I'm going to shout out Will Smith for dodging that bullet. For sure. real. Yeah. I get mad. Five, everybody. Yeah, five, you was just... Five, t- t- <laughs> I high five you. There it is. We was you was just talking about how he was like Kim Littlemore was soft and that's why she got But if that's really how she was thinking when we talking about Sean St. Moore, if that's really how she was thinking, then he dodged the bullet too. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, bruh, what? I don't at some point you gotta be tired of this roughneck shit. You not you not tired of chasing around you do and trying to figure out where he at and y'all both um need to come home and take y'all Centrum Silver. I don't have time. <laughs> so <laughs> Who the fuck is still doing it? Like, talking about we go together, you go together. Y'all 56. Like, okay. <laughs> Yo, you got bars. <laughs> just, just I'm going to move on to my last topic. It's your boy. Big Draco. Listen. Don't tell me. Listen, Big Soldier. 
Big Soldier. Listen, he down, man. About to man. march his ass down to jail. Listen, man, he down, <laughs> man. Free Big Soldier. Stop. Big Jaco. Stop. What's up, man? I'm burning every one of them t-shirts. What's up, man? <laughs> every t-shirt you try to sell. I'm, I'm gonna be like, bro, man, and put me on there with a wig or something on there. Witty Hutton. Listen, that man, free Big Draco, man. That's all I'm saying. So, listen, here's my thing. Same thing I said about the horrible human mistake that is Kodak Black. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if you gonna do shit and you already in trouble, at least do your shit in discretion. And I'm not advocating for just going out and doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, y'all know whether your celebrity is fading or not, you know that you are in the public eye. And you are already under scrutiny from law enforcement one way or another. Mm-hmm. But y'all insist on going out here and doing dumb shit. For what? He got a probation violation because they found guns in his house. Yeah. Nigga, this is the same. Okay. So the judge was like, oh, what? 240 days in the prison. It was probably funny. He probably got 100 days, but Nintendo came up there and said, slide this on here. Add this on like a WB contract. Just throw right on in. Right yeah. on in. Thanks. We appreciate it. Add, add another 136 days. I don't think he's going to do all that time. No. He's not going to do all that time. You're correct. However, y'all don't learn. I'm tired of seeing, I don't care if you're a celebrity or not, I'm tired of Negroes not learning. And when I think Negroes, I don't necessarily mean just dudes. I don't necessarily mean just like I'm tired of people not learning their lesson. It's like, bro, what does? Oh, do you have to die to mm. learn your like? The, is that? Do you just have to be in purgatory waiting to figure out where you gonna go to be like? You know what? Maybe I should have stopped wilding the fuck out. Like, do, when do you stop? So who's his mom? I don't know. Draco ain't got no mom. Draco <laughs> created himself. He probably would say something like that. <laughs> That's what I just be wondering, like. Where are y'all have no influence? You mean to tell me in all of the time that you've been famous, you've not come across one authentic person at all? This like your mama? Guns. Nobody want that s- robbed at $270,000. He got his out. No, listen, bro. What they coming and taking? The, the Gucci headband? No, you take all them game systems. That's all. Uh, that's, that's another thing. Key, a lot of people, no, a lot of people have said they never got their damn, uh, never got their systems. They, they bought it. Um, they bought the system, and some of them was like they bought it as a joke. Student never got it though, so they, they didn't even have anything to like roast. So it's just like I let me go here and find out exactly what happened. It says here, who sorry, he has a weapons pro. He's on. I think he's on probation for weapons. Um. Let's see. Okay, he had 2014 arrest of charge uh, on charges of carrying a loaded handgun in public. Uh, his probation was extended after another arrest in 2016. Um, and then he had another gun. Then it's past February. They raided his home because. There was a, a 
remember that story we did a while back about him supposedly kidnapping a girl and tying her up in a garage and all of that and not letting her go and there's a whole thing so when but when they did that they found uh bullets i believe in his home which is a probation violation so he was arrested and he's in jail I don't know if he got bailed out or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in jail. They said he's serving time in jail for the charge since April 11th. Mm. So he definitely won't do it. He's he are they going to give him time served? So he got the 240 days and 200 something hours of community service. I I want to do a whole thing about in the the ever-present incarceration rate of young black men and everything. But it's hard for me to put him in the category of somebody who may not belong in there at all. And you've had all these chances to get your shit together and you still haven't. Like, sir... I just don't get it. I, I don't understand. He needs to chill the fuck out. He needs a slap. That's real. Like, body, like, Charlamagne, the guy got stuck with his neck or something. Like, some, something like that got to He He needs need a humbling experience. I thought that not being rich no more was, would be humbling, not, but I not guess when not. You're out there doing dumb shit like making watches and games, that's not yours. They ain't humbling at all. I mean, but you're not really getting rich off $6 knockoff AirPods. But, you know, I get what you're saying. I mean, I don't know what's in that man's pocket, to be honest. But what I will say is this. I think, first of all, I don't think he has anybody around him that's helping. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has any positive people around him that's helping. I don't think he has anybody around him that he actually respects. Mm. I think that's a big thing about it. Um, I think... Even he has fallen victim to social media. He's taking it too serious. His real life, and thus forcing him to do dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Because when you buy into that social media thing too much, you start try- you start becoming a character yourself. I don't think he was. Um, he had his head on straight, <laughs> regardless. Guilty. Well, it's, a th- it's hard to be honest with you. If you see some of the things these a lot like the people growing up in social media. If you see some of the things that they post, you would think none of them got their head on right. That stuff follow you. You People think because they deleted the post that it's gone. They don't realize nothing's ever gone. Nope. Nope. Everything is forever. I say, remember that time you called somebody uh, a homophobic slur, but you deleted the tweet immediately after? Yep. Pepperidge Farm remembers. All right. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing about it is, and this is why I still think we're in the infant stages of social media. Because... We all know that it sh- it should be used to uh, push something, push a business, push something conducive. We know it should be used for that, yet we still use it for fuckery. So we're still immature. Mm-hmm. I think by the time we figure out what it should really be used for, it's going to be a whole lot of crazy shit to clean up. Mm-hmm. If you can even clean it up at that point. I don't know, bro. I just want him, to be honest with you, I kind of wish I had like a sick and shutting list type of thing like the read does <laughs> because I surely would put him on it because I'm tired of talking about him I'm tired of talking about Bow Wow 
Uh, I'm tired of ignoring Kodak Black stories. I'm just, all of y'all need somebody's big mama to come and beat y'all with her house slipper. I just, I can't. I can't do it. I don't, y'all, y'all, y'all gotta calm the fuck down. And do better. If you knew better, you do better. Money a powerful thing. Money a powerful thing. Money will make a girl actually go down on Kodak Black. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, like, I, he's not, but that's why. But I don't want that visual. Could you imagine going down on Kodak and you seeing his face? Yeah, that just, that's exactly why I said I don't want that visual because that's the first thing I thought about. You look up and you see him looking at you like, Ugh. like he's looking at you in disgust. Like oh he's God. like you're beneath him. I just I don't know. Could you imagine him telling you to lick your lick his balls like like? With a demanding what? voice. You're giving me a lot that I don't need here. No, I'm just so saying, I'm like, a, money no, is powerful. I'm going to, we are going to end it because hey, I... Hey, look, hey, look, hey, Murray said that was delirious. Money is powerful, ain't it? Yeah. It My is. God. But I don't need any of this imagery. So, <laughs> I'm going to end it right here uh, because that is that was the end of the B-side. I have, there's so much other stuff that happened. This week, now I was just like, "Look, bro, I just don't have the energy to talk about all this nonsense." Like, mm-hmm. y'all just stop doing stupid shit. Imagine being passed from Lil Wayne to Kodak. <laughs> I'm yeah. I want to thank my lovely husband, Mister Amy of the Nerd Coalition, for being a special guest on our show today. He right. The, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna get too vocal, but I I appreciate being so thank you. Let the people know where to find you. You guys, you guys can listen to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast on YouTube or on all the podcast apps along with the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast where we talk about pop culture, movies, and nerd-related stuff. And of course, the No Gimmicks Needed is a wrestling podcast that we do. So make sure you guys check this out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Undeterred Nerd. No, at NC Place number 2B. Oh, okay. A- NC Place 2, number 2B. At Twitter, and then uh, was it follow on Facebook too? Um, Facebook is a group. Yes, you can just search No Correlation, and we will come up. There you go. See, I don't know, I don't know how to do all the social media, but there you go. You might want to uh, work your Twitter a little more. It's a little bit more. Well, a lot more, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we. I, I, I mean, we. We. I like. I have to run the Twitter, and I'm be honest. I can't keep up with all the videos that he posts. They used to post them automatically. Mm. But um, they stopped that feature for whatever reason. So now you have to post everything manually. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, They're controlling um, traffic control. Okay. It's kind of yeah. fucked up the way they're doing it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have time for the nonsense. Gotcha. But, yeah. Um, Mr. Franklin, a.k.a. Left Brain. Hey, follow Let the me folks on... know where to find you. Speaking to that, the mic. <sighs> follow me on Instagram at left underscore brain 88. Uh, Mayor Franklin. On Facebook, Mayor underscore Franklin. On Twitter, let's talk shit together. <laughs> that what? what <laughs> like, that's your tagline, man. Yeah, let's, let's talk, shit, talk together. shit together. All right, and I am your host, the resident female hip hop head, Nina, and I appreciate you all checking out the show this week. Uh, make sure you check out Spaces Philly, our production company. Um, you always hear them at the top of the show, um, but give them a listen. They have a new version of Lulu and Pop. Um, it is Lulu and Pop Hard. Hard War. That's what it is. I know. Okay. Go ahead. Hard War. Is it yeah. night? 
or no, look horror, up horror, horror War Show. Horror War Show. Okay, that's what I, I just want to make sure I got it right because at the moment I am rather tired and my brain is at like thirty five percent. So, um, give them a listen. I want to give them a shout out. Um, and I think that is it. So. Thank you guys again. Oh yeah, uh, Junk Thought Silver Tongue. Also, that's where you can find me on all platforms. Don't be, tr- don't yeah. be. I just whispering. got like Lil Yachty right now, right? Don't get all whispery now. Hey, listen, you got that sweat hotel. Ew, no, <laughs> no. If you have anything, don't let. I wish I had hotel. like, uh, who's that guy with the smooth voice? Like on, he, he be on movies, but he got like a smooth voice on the radio. I wish um, I had his voice. To promote my uh to promote my podcast. Uh-huh. You don't want the Onyx Bowl because he had a he. Oh, I can't right stand it. I never want to go to Onyx a da- Vanity. No, I don't want to go nowhere. They, he's unemployed now. You know Onyx shows. I know, but he, I think he promoted Vanity now. Oh Jesus! No, thank you. All right, y'all. Um, it's been real. Uh, but the turntable crew is out. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.